0: Hello, and welcome to the Science of Sales podcast for Rural. I'm your host, Sinjin Craner. So let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Today, we've got a very clever and unassuming rural retailer and content email connoisseur by the name of Phil Grant, who runs a very successful business called New Zealand Natural Clothing, one that I've been keeping an eye on for a wee while here, and it's really good to have Phil... On the podcast today, and um, you know we've watched them so sort of grow their content marketing efforts over the years. I spent a small fortune at your Northwood store, Phil, and uh, Grant here. You've um, expanded to Otaki as well, and you are dominating the internet. Not quite breaking the internet uh, like Kim Kardashian yet, but uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um. You know, I've been really impressed by what Phil's doing in the email and blog space, which is something that's very close to my heart, so it made a lot of sense to have you on the show. So Phil, welcome to the Science of Sales podcast with Rural. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me on board, Sonia. You're welcome,
0: you're welcome. So look, Phil, did I get your bio right? I'm usually can make a real hash of people's bios and their credentials, but maybe 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 I have maybe I have not maybe for our listeners, tell us a little about you. Tell us about Good you much. and your lovely wife and what you do and how you do it.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm not sure if connoisseur is the right word. We <laughs> run by the seat of our pants most of the time, as, as, as we all do. And um, Julie and I are, are very lucky to have been involved with Norswear back in the day. Um, I was a retail consultant uh, for Norswear. And in 2007, we bought all the retail stores. In 2008, we bought the property here at Norswear, which you've visited, and uh, we've tweaked that as we go. So, um, adding you know, things like a wetland park called the Wot Wops. We've got Jeff Bryan, our registered master carver, who has a gallery here and also a gallery in Otaki. Um, and we took on, um, well, we'll talk about email marketing in a minute, but, but we took on uh, the internet seven or actually 10 years ago and we, we started out with our own website and then we actually moved to a, a platform called BigCommerce seven years ago. And we're still on that platform. And this year, through our massive growth, we've managed to go to an enterprise, um, version of e-commerce and they've given us another store, which uh, we're currently working on a second site. Um, that's going to be a dot com. Um, wow. so yes, that's, that's the exciting thing that we're working on. So yes, we've been retailing a long time. Um, we are very passionate about New Zealand made. Uh, we also sell uh, Swan Dry, which is an iconic uh, New Zealand brand, of course, and the Norsewear socks are, are made down the back here by Norsewood Knitwear, and uh, so they're a great tenant and a great supplier of New Zealand natural clothing, and of course we sell Norsewear, so. Yes,
0: yeah. I, but, you know, I, th- I think it's a lovely, lovely intro, and we'll talk about growth and whatever you have to share with the listeners, but...
1: What I like about it is you sort of like dominating the world from Norsewood and Central Hawke's Bay. Well, it's really, it's really quite good. I mean, we can deliver to Sydney overnight, you know. Uh, we, only, we only use DHL and, and career post-tracked and uh, um, there's a big highway going right past here. It's only an hour to a couple of major centres and, and people come and visit. Um, of course, with lockdown this year, we're expecting a lot more New Zealand visitors and uh, we're getting ready for that. Um, but we 're very proud of what we 've done, and um the growth that we 've got uh is helping us do more um in, in our own business but also in our own community um helping sponsor uh, local events and, and and things that matter so um no we're we 're very very pleased uh we have a property company called uh, Norsewood Heritage Limited <laughs> with two properties <laughs> um that's not our focus. Our, our, our focus is obviously uh, selling quality that we're to the masses. And most of that is to New Zealand, but it is actually starting to creep into Australia. Um, okay. That is from social media, which I'm yeah. sure you've got uh, a yeah. about. Yeah,
0: definitely, you know. definitely. I've do a about it in a very polite, persistent way, Phil, and learn all your secrets. So, look, what I'm intrigued about, curious about is um What's really contributed to growth? Because I've I've been watching you for a while and you were quite quiet. not on my radar. I'm not a super user, hyper responder, whatever you want to call me. I do. I adore my uh, Norsair wind beater or breaker. It's a thing that is literally stuck to my uh, chest most of winter. and It's an amazing piece of garment. I absolutely adore it. Best money I ever spent, I think. And I'm not just saying it just because you're my audience. But tell me, I digress, tell me. What's really contributed to that growth? What have you found most effective in your marketing? Maybe you could take us on a bit of a journey.
1: Okay, so, so the, the real journey is obviously we, we started with a website. and We actually have our bricks and mortar stores. Um, the real growth started when we got our long-term nurture email marketing campaigns in place. So we use a thing called Infusionsoft, which is CRM, Customer, customer Relationship. Uh, software, and we operate with a UK company actually called the Automation Ninjas. And in the back end of the CRM are a whole bunch of campaigns, and I and I can't tell you how many, but they are linked to 72 live blogs. Now these blogs are written by me, but for us, um, but prompted by the ninjas, based on keyword research, um, based on topics that matter. Um, and most of those, obviously, New Zealand-related uh, or, you know, New Zealand-made, et cetera. Um, so we've got those running in the background in a lot of campaigns. Um, and the key thing is actually capturing customer data in a nice way but also a precise way. Um, it's very easy to write down an email address wrong. And, of course, being having bricks-and-mortar stores selling to our, our market collecting that data and putting it into an electronic format, mistakes can happen. So Julie gets very frustrated when there's a thousand you know, hard bounces and, and, and a hard bounce is basically a broken email. Um, so she she passionately goes through those some evenings and, oh, look, there's a dot in the wrong place or, or whatever it is. And The key for me is that we've got to communicate with these people. The, the, the passionate, they come and they shop with us, they say yes, we'd like to receive your information. If we get it wrong, that's a, that's a challenge, and and part of our success is by making sure those challenges are reduced. We're never going to knock the wall on the head, but um, that email marketing is, is quite crucial. We've got we've got six uh, was thirty six thousand GDPR compliant email addresses. So we've been working with the ninjas in the UK. and Of course, the European Union Union and UK are very strong on Um, compliance, and so we're sticking with it. We're we're early. I think Australia is going to sign over soon, That they need to have more compliance in email marketing, and New Zealand will follow. We're already there. We're already um, if somebody doesn't open an email for seven or eight times, Infusionsoft will knock them out basically. Not knock them out, they'll still be on our phone, but, but we can't market to them, and if somebody unsubscribes, obviously we can't market to them. So we're very proficient and that data nice and yeah. clean. Yeah. That is our future, you know. So it's all well and good, and we'll talk about social media, obviously, in a minute, but getting all these leads. We've got lots of leads. Huge number of people, uh, traffic coming through our site now. And we're, we're turning those into qualified leads. And the, the goal is long-term or lifetime nurture that we, uh, yeah, I, I think um, it's self explanatory that, you know, we want more customers to be repeat buyers. Yeah. Last year, last year, I, I took on a course on e commerce marketing. Nearly did all my staff and Julie's and my head and <laughs> doing it because okay. I'm not that, that studious. <laughs> but we, we got through it. And basically, the, the man at the other end called Brian, his sales pitch. So it's an Amazon proofing, Amazon proofing your business. Now I had an Amazon account, I have an eBay account. I've turned both of those off. We're now not working with those. We we are still on a trading platform, um, but we're not being distracted uh, with the big those big players. Yeah, we're really concentrating on New Zealand natural clothing. Um, April this year, obviously, or March this year, um, COVID happened. Um. We were really. In fact, we switched on in February. We switched our marketing, Facebook marketing, on in February. We turned it off until we got uh, essential supply, uh, which we did. And when we turned it on, we had exponential growth. We were fifteen hundred percent up on last year. We had a very, very good last year online. We did nearly half a million dollars online. Um, We did over half a million dollars in May online. So people <laughs> saying, Hey, look, it's COVID, you know. Well, yes, some of it, but no, it was actually from what we've turned on with our Facebook market. Yeah. Um and we're spending a lot of money mm. on Facebook. Interestingly enough, the other day we had a a little whoopsie where Facebook shut our account down. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into that, it was it was something that the bots did and That caused all sorts of havoc. What it does, though, is it says, right, we've got all our eggs in that basket. What can we do? And Google marketing, Google ads, we've got a Google ad running and had that running for quite a few years, about three or four years, just the basic one, 120 bucks a month or something, and it's actually generated a lot of sales. So when we had this whoopsie with Facebook the other day, going basically from um, four four to 5,000 visitors on our site, a day to one or two thousand, well, know, or fifteen hundred, based on organic search. Um, it was oh, what do we do? Um, so we, Brian, our American guy, and, and, and me, okay, what are we going to diversify into? Well, obviously, we're going to ramp up what our email marketing is going to do. We're also ramping up our Google um, ads, and also making sure our keyword and our our search engine optimization. Um, our new .com site is, is is actually a really good thing for us because you know being online for ten years I and mean, then actually okay recreating another new website this year is actually showing us what's current. Yeah, and that's that's something that I well, urge the listeners to to think about too. Is you have to put some time away to see what is current. Yeah, um, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of things that you've got to look at. But what matters to you and then do some study on that and if if you're lucky enough to have somebody else to help proofread um, some help files or proofread some some direction that uh, e-commerce is taking, that's great because having a sounding board is good. Julie and I talk a lot about it, but having an external source, and that's where I've been very lucky that the e-commerce underground group that I've been working with is a group and when I had a meltdown the other day with Facebook, I went straight on that group going, hey, I've seen it happen to you guys. It's happened to me. And, of course, they all come in and started helping me out. You know, yeah, so it's cool, eh? Yeah. Isn't it cool?
0: That, I mean, it's a paradox of me to sort of jump in there because there's a lot that we could probably unpack there, Phil, and there's some real gems in there. I'm really interested, uh, firstly, around... The power of the platform, and you talked about Amazon and, and turning those off and then focusing on sort of new sort made of the trading platform. We'll talk about that in a minute. We've really seen the dominance of power platforms during COVID. The other thing, the lesson that we've all been taught, particularly the real business that we work for, is the business asset that is your list, your email list. And I'm sure you'll probably be the same. You cannot estimate how important that list is. And it was shown again how important that list was during, during COVID that you have a list. And my, my question, Phil, is how have you gone about growing your list, if you're in
1: agreement with what I'm saying? Well, I, I am a, uh, I'm uh, agreeing, and, and um, we're very lucky that COVID has had a captured audience, and our growth in the stores has come from more well, foot traffic. It's up to the um, – we, we run a loyalty program as well. Okay, so we've done that for 14 years. In fact, Nors- we put it into the Norsebeads, 15, 16 years ago, it's a simple little 5% rebate, which is added as a store credit, and it's kept online and in store. And people can use that, um, or not use it the next time they come, as people actually store it up. You know, we have quite a bit of fun banter with some customers. Oh, you know, Mum saving it up to get a free hat or, or <laughs> free jersey yeah. or whatever it is. So that that is the catalyst to collect the data of that customer in a nice way. We're not, basically, it's also an electronic receipt. So people that come and buy from us, we can, they don't have to carry in a receipt and say, oh, look, I want to exchange this or, you know, I want to buy a blue one or whatever it is. We can look it up and see who they are, what they are, what they've bought, and say, hey, look, you have got the store credit. Okay, do you want to use it? So that, that catalyst is that lead generator in store. Um, Facebook and Instagram um, are lead generators in themselves, which we have little um, software connections that basically collect those leads and and place them into Infusionsoft in different ways. So, are, are you
0: sorry to jump in? What are you doing? Are you scraping using that automated software to scrape? the engagement you're receiving on Facebook and Insta, Instagram and then putting it into your CRM platform, your infusion software, pretty, pretty just, pretty just to clear much, yeah. clarify for the readers. Uh, scrapings, yes.
1: scrapings are pretty nasty. Babe. Yes. <laughs> it's a,
0: it's, sorry, crafting, collating, tagging, uh, curating. <laughs> we could go on, couldn't we? Yeah,
1: we could. We could. So, yeah, so um, the beauty of having good software is that uh, if something is tagged, we can actually go right down size, color, style, uh, date. You know, there's quite a bit of information um, on a purchase from an e-commerce platform. Less information, well, the same information through the store, um, but it's how you actually transmit that into the CRM. What we're finding is that the e-commerce information is a lot cleaner, and that's where I go back to that initial conversation to say data in has to be good. Yeah, Uh, We, we say crap in, crap out. Thank you. like you said, I <laughs> i can say point. worse. <laughs> I <know> bet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, crap in, crap out. Um, we're really trying to eliminate, but you're never yeah. going to
0: eliminate. So right. data, data integrity and data standardisation yeah. is the posh term, I think, rather than my colloquial, my colloquial farming, you know,
1: analogy. Yeah. yeah, so one of the things we're going through at the moment is conversion changes. So old apparel retailers used to work or still work with uh, a size matrix. And, um, you have a thing called a skew, which is a stock keeping unit. And then you have your sizes and colors. The new world order, which includes Google shopping, uh, Facebook shop, Insta shop, all these platforms that are emerging. And I, I don't know half of them, you know, I, I don't even want to know half of them because I'm yeah. focused, you know, but they all work on what is called a size skew. And a size skew is a, is a variant of every single. So you'll have a, a picture. Of a small navy ruahengi that you wear, you know? So, um, and then the medium will be a different one, and then the large, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, we're dealing with that at the moment. So, our new platform, our dot com platform, is going to operate under that system, and we will run Google shopping, and Insta shopping, and Facebook shopping from that platform. And we'll keep our old one um, working the way it is because. The ninjas said to me the other day, "Do not turn that off. You'll lose too much draft bill." Um, and and I get that because we know uh, the singins bought a, a medium navy ruhini on the twentieth of July. I,
0: I thought I thought I was large because I was doing a lot
1: of press ups, you know. But no,
0: they're very well. They're very generously cut, I should say. So. They are.
1: clearly they
0: are. <laughs> sizing, mate.
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and I'll digress into that because now that we're actually marketing quite uh, heavily in Australia, it's a different language. It's why it's it's almost, it's, a, it's a different being. Uh you've got to my, know your
0: market. You must know your market and the language they use, right? And that's a such a good point. So please carry
1: on. Yeah, mate, you know, mate, well, I'm a large, you know? Uh well actually in this garment I think you're actually gonna be a small. Um, you know, just look at your chest measurements. It's gonna, it's gonna be very painful for for the first four yeah. days while you yeah. wear this garment. But then you're gonna ring me and you say, "Mate, you were right." Yeah, yeah. You've <laughs> got, to, you got, to,
0: you got to make it. We can talk about ages about that, about across the ditch. But you know, we we have a few Australian clients, and just understanding how they tick, and without the colloquial and the sort of Kiwi barbing with the big brother over the ditch. Is I think the point you're making is understanding. The words and the language and how they buy and how they operate and that consumer behaviour and that purchasing pattern. Yeah.
1: Yes. And, and 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 it's it's very interesting. The um the Australians are great. They are our, our brothers across the ditch. And, and uh, you know I was I was using the, the mag thing there just because I can. Um, <laughs> um, but but the response we're having from Facebook, especially. Um, and hey, I don't mind, Johnny. We're spending $3,000 a day on
0: Facebook. On Facebook ads or boosted Facebook. posts? Facebook ads. Wow. And obviously, you're spending that because it's really funny when we work with marketing managers, you never find a marketing manager that turns something off that's not working. Usually, they spend more. So, if you're spending three grand, obviously, they're working because
1: that's you're right. no fool. Well, when, when Brian sold me this e commerce marketing course, his question was Phil, if I could sell you $100 bills for $80, how many would you buy? Lots and I mean lots, as much money as I can get, you know. Um and that's what we've got at the moment. Now, there's some factors around why that spend is sitting around three thousand. We know what it returns. Um, in fact I am I'm an open book. I mean I we did eleven or twelve thousand dollars online yesterday from spending three thousand dollars. Not like that every day, some days are more and some days less, and there's quite a few factors involved. But let's talk about logistics. You know, We're talking about New Zealand-made product here, and half of this growth, I'll I'll let you know, half of this growth we've had now is from three products, all made in Palmerston North, all made by one or two knitting mills, and one of them has our label in it, which is really nice. The V-neck possum jersey we now have under our label. Uh, We do a multi-deal on that, and that's number three. No, no, that's number two seller. and the, the MKM Tasman.
0: I right. saw it on your blog I, because you, when you blog, you brought quality and quantity. So I read you them because they're, they're quite scarce, your newsletters, maybe because I'm I've not. But I saw that and it's really good of you to, to remind us of that because we're talking about Pareto effect. I had a mastermind group here in the We talked about Pareto effect, but the extremism that's happened. So you're talking about three products out of many, 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 and it's not 80-20 anymore. It's like 95-5. Or pretty in your case, 298.
1: Exactly. And yeah. it's quite a shock. It's yeah. impressive. I love it. You know, yeah. it warms me. I'm really happy about it. <laughs> um, but, but you know, the confidence is you know
0: what's selling and you've got a real-time view on And you say, right, you know, so what have you got? You've got your top three selling items that are responsible for what, 90% of your revenue? Uh, no, 50%. 50%. 50%, yeah. 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 So
1: yeah. the 80-20 rule is still pretty much.
0: It's yeah. always a guide, but you can get extremisms, right? you know, That's because... Yeah, sorry, I, I divest.
1: So no, no, no. Well, what I was going to say was the challenge. The challenge is, can we supply? Okay, so if we if we turned Facebook up to ten thousand dollars a day, and we had some selected audience that we knew was going to work in season, who's going to think about seasons and location and all of course on, you know, um, would that generate four times that? Well, if it did. We don't have the logistics to cope with that. No,
0: because of course you'll be targeting the US market, particularly because I know you're looking at that. We'll talk about that. But exactly, we're in winter now, coming into spring shortly, and thank goodness. And then, of course, the states will be going into fall and then into winter. So you'll be seeing some. So we want
1: to to flatten the curve. We want to flatten the curve, which is normally a in summer, and 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 not go extreme. You know, like the US sales that we want. Like I say, just flattens. Yeah, and be sustainable because it's so funny you talk to so many businesses
0: and we don't um, do a lot of retail you know we work with seed companies chemical companies fertilizer companies genetic companies and sometimes they're chasing growth for growth's sake um not not necessarily the ones we work with but we we come across and have those conversations what you're talking about is intelligent growth sustainable growth is that with that means? Uh, like?
1: that's right uh, and, and it's a word that we still use yeah and, and for
0: all what it means for only you know you, you've got your training demand for your your digital marketing, but obviously you're talking about obviously meeting that demand and servicing that demand and continuity and security mm-hmm. supply with your, with your New Zealand-based Palmerston North um, mm-hmm. provider. So you've got you know you've got all that going because it's a much more complicated sale because I'm just selling proprietary knowledge. You're selling garments that need to be procured from farmers and wool and natural fibres, mm-hmm. which we're talking about. So Bill, I'm going to keep moving the conversation on this. Tell me about, we covered email a bit and about how you've grown your list with your loyalty program. Talk to me about Blocking them—the benefit of blocking blocking for your business. Because I'm a big proponent of blogs, and I just want you to hopefully back me up here. But tell me why blocking has been. And you talked about keyword research, and you've got 72 campaigns with your CRM linked to 72 blogs with keyword search. Tell me, tell me, break it down for me.
1: Okay, so so one of the one of the key things uh, for us too is that we are not too salesy. All right. So I'm I'm a salesman, and it's really really difficult for somebody like me to go. Not putting something in there to sell you another room, hanging. you know. It's like, well, oh, whole back, and, and the ninja's say to me, "That's really lovely, film." but I'm just taking this paragraph out because you were on a sales pitch, you know. Um, blogs are in, in, they're informative. I was going to say infomercials, but they're not really infomercials because that means you're trying to sell. They're informative, um, and you have to go um, making people's lives better. All right, and so Being like, useful, okay.
0: or Jonah Berger in his book *Contagious* talks about news you can use.
1: Yes, that's right. What's, that's in, this for me? what's, the, what's in this conversation? For yeah, me? what's really oh, valuable? How do I serve my, my customer? My next one's going to be about sizing socks. There yeah. you go. So we haven't written it yet. I've gone to Julie. Julie's a, a gem on the shop floor. She's a sock now, as as we are. I like We're that. Socks, Very of, good. We sell a lot of socks. In fact farm flex sock, Northwood farm flex sock is number five in our best sewing uh, range. So, you know, <laughs> we've got to, why white this? Blah, blah, blah. But so, our next blog um, lined up is about sock sizing. And it's not as, you know, so you, we know about you can wrap it around the fist. We know that you can. Sounds it. really
0: sexy, you know, talking about sock sizing. But what I like about it is the granularity and specificity of that film which is another thing we keep trying to teach our clients about. So, yeah, sock sizing is something that they are interested in because it serves them, right?
1: That's right. And they want to know why they're getting holes in the socks because they're buying the wrong bloody size.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you think you are large. So do you think then the blog should be why you're getting holes in your socks?
1: That's exactly right. And, and yeah, hey, you've hit the nail on the head too. That um, title, you know, the, the first title that comes up is crucial. Yeah,
0: so we talk it's about... Changing. We talk about the title as being the eighty twenty. Everyone writes the article, but they forget the title because the title is the first thing you read. So, what what I wanted to make clear to the listeners, because I think you and I, are, I can give some, we can be very useful to them as well, is yeah. what you've reminded us here is that you have to trigger your customer with your title. So, title is the trigger, right? So, you said sock sizing is the article and the conveyance of it and the body of the message. But in order to trigger, activate, arouse, motivate, move your customer, you've got to talk about a problem that they've Oh, otherwise your market is going to mess them up, right?
1: Exactly. And we're getting 30% plus uh, open rates on our emails, which is pretty phenomenal. Tell yeah. me what t- Tell me what some of your most successful
0: emails of blog titles have been. Sorry, I'm going to be a real greedy boy here, but I'm um, i mean, interested. i interested.
1: I, I could actually, uh, if you give me a couple of seconds, let's talk about while yeah, I sure. open that, because I've actually got lists of them. You know, <laughs> we've got this... Um, Mail really, so because yeah. uh, you've done your research. Because
0: you know, well, I'm a I talk while you look at that, but while you're looking at that, I think what's really interesting is we're talking about like um, keyword searching, aren't we? And making sure you do your research and put out quality content that serves rather than sells, yes,
1: you know. Yes. So I've got it uh, which blogs are driving engagement? This, uh, this report, and uh, first one, which wall is best? Which wall one? is best, number one, yeah. Uh, merino wool, is it worth it? Is another one. What wow. to look for in a work jersey? How to prevent cool. sm- smelly socks? Why some wool itches? How to layer natural fiber? Hey, I can continue with that. Like this, yeah. you know,
0: so, what kind of open rates are you getting? percentage-wise on those blocks or those emails?
1: Well, well, between twenty-eight and thirty-two.
0: Brilliant. And what does your ninjas and Brian suggest as a benchmark? You know, is that is that good? Or give us a if you're getting, benchmark. Are
1: you getting it's right? Right, so you're wait you you almost thirty uh, yeah. percent over that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we've gone back this week. Actually, one of our meetings this week was, hey, let's look at these old blogs that we've had. You know, the original ones from three or four years ago, and we're actually rewriting the title.
0: Yeah, so that's and you're testing those, You're testing titles, which is another really key point. And the other thing is, the beauty is because you've now got a content bank. You've got a body of work, so you've got a back catalogue. And I'm not calling you the Beatles or the Stones, but, again, when I talk to clients about and this is why I've always wanted to interview you, Phil, and have a chat and, and share some of your learnings with listeners is because you're doing it really well and you're a success story and a really good one for New Zealand I might add as well is, you know, you've really thought about um, committing to content, and it's like, you know, I always say that, you know, content's king, but consistency is key, And you have to be a creator of content, not a consumer of content. And because of that, you've now in a really good position where you've got a body of work, content bank that you can draw upon and repurpose and continue refine and test, and again and getting measure. it right. And, and what? Right. And measure. And measure it because not enough people are testing. They're just hitting and hoping, aren't they? And because you're constantly, even though you've been in this game for ten years plus and it got pretty bloody good at it, you're still testing and refining and experimenting all the time, aren't you?
1: Yes, we and are, and that's
0: the beauty of content marketing.
1: Exactly, exactly. So the next, the next line in this report that I brought up was of those blogs, how many people are coming through Google search? Yeah. So, you know, we're looking for that organic reach. And, good. I mean, for the listeners, organic reach means basically you're non-paid, and and there's not an ad, but you find something you like. Yeah. So, Phil,
0: could I ask on that sort of kick? Because there's so many questions to ask.
1: Because we're covering some really good topics
0: here. Is I've often been a fan of owned and earned media before paid media, and I might be right might be wrong. But you say you've got your Google AdWords account at 120 a month and that's still delivering needs for you. My school of thought, and I might be wrong because we have Mike Morgan, who's one of my SEO guys that helps me out, and our clients, is, he says that you know they, do, they can work together organic and paid, but ultimately you use paid and then you try and drive organic because naturally people treat organic links with less suspicion, and it's not a phishing site, they less suspicious. What do you use on organic versus paid links? Because a lot of people say, oh, I've got to do Google AdWords and, and buy the links. But I feel you need to earn the links by just being useful. I think, I think
1: there's, there's definitely a combination of both, and, and we are ramping up for the $120 a month uh, Google Ad spend. Obviously, we're going to put some more money uh, that way. Um, but our organic search is increasing by exactly what we've just been talking about. You know, so, so these, these keywords or these titles that come up, you know, what is a Terry loop? People go, what? What are you talking about? Ooh, is that is that it sounds like, that?
0: sounds like a value hook or a curiosity hook to me, <laughs> Bill. You've been doing the same course as me.
1: So the socks birds know that that's the, the loops inside a sock. What is a Terry loop? It gives you the cushioning inside a sock. Brilliant. Yeah. There you I've go. learned so, something. I've learned um, lots, actually. Now, I will add in here, too, that um, our social proof, now here's a word we haven't used in this conversation yet, but it's, it's crucial. Organic search and paid search uh, or paid ads or paid marketing also lead into social proof. So there's people asking questions on our social media or sending us emails or um, putting it onto product reviews or testimonials of our services. They are absolutely crucial and I think um, the run you know, the the growth that we're getting, you could I don't know what percentage we could apportion it to, but it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, where people are coming in the door. I saw your ad for the Tasman jersey, I wanna try one on. Come with me. So do you know that you dropped down from the side? So okay, so then the people in the shop, you know, are engaging with people who've seen paid advertising. But there's also people driving up the road from Wellington to Otaki and they, I don't know, they, they punch into their phone, oh, is that shop in no Otechie we want to stop at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I saw one of their ads, or, or I actually read something about them, um, or there was this great podcast that I listened to the other day. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I want to go and see them. So that is a major part of the equation as well, is that social proof is generated from all of the things we're talking about. And that and that reduce risk to purchase, doesn't
0: Ooh. it? Because who walks into an empty restaurant? Exactly. Exactly.
1: And if your returns policy is strong, you know, hey, look, these people looked up. They, they gave me another gun, you know, and um, we sorted out that issue we had because there are, there are issues, obviously, that will mm. pop up. And those things are crucial too. So, so treating everybody the same. We have a little motto, um, just like they walked in the door. So Very that's, nice. That's, that's that's our driver. Um, that, okay, what would you say to to the person if they walked into the shop door of Norsewood right now uh, on this topic? Or- yeah,
0: that's a really, that's such a good uh, take out for listeners because often email etiquette is severely lacking. Yeah, you know, a lot of people hide behind emails, to so be kind of passive aggressive, but I always try to write my emails in a conversational tone, using hello, please, thank you, and spelling the name correctly, obviously. Um, that's, that's, but that's you know I really love that just, just so online when you're in a conversation your persona is uh, just like they walked in the door that's a really really lovely piece of advice
1: and picking up the phone right yeah. like, let's not get confused with uh, words and emails you know like you say it can be taken the wrong way um, and with the cost of um, phone calls these days yeah. and that's that's great. Great.
0: I'm a massive emailer and it's caught me out too many times I should pick up the phone much more often yeah. Because we're time efficient. We try to be yeah. time efficient with email, don't we? But a phone call, actually, it's is another paradox in life, which is a really lovely pattern.
1: You see these patterns of paradoxes in your life is sometimes, in order to go fast, you have to go slow. That's right. Now, there's also a lot of people that are a little bit in at e-commerce, you know, yeah. and sometimes you can see it coming through. On know, the behavior. I just given a ring in my hand. Yeah, we can take the credit card over the phone. We can, we, yeah. you know, we can do all those yeah. things and just help these people out. And it's, it's not necessarily an age thing, but that has had a factor over the years. You know, some of the older generation adopting e-commerce has been a bit difficult, but they're getting better and better. Every month, yes. I've noticing less and less of that because they're over lockdowns and things. They've actually had time to sit and work on it rather than uh, racing home and trying to order something. I've actually had a bit of time to spend on So Yeah, so
0: you can follow up. So I just really love that idea of just like they walked in the door and, and and
1: lend them a hand and
0: pick up the phone and, and have that same service proposition if it's online or offline. Right? So I'm conscious right. of uh, time for, for, for us and for listeners that you've, you've packed in an enormous amount i money. You've been very generous in sharing some of your, some of your data with us. Um, for re, For listeners here, and they're really rural business owners, rural marketing managers, rural sales managers. They'll be aware of your product, aware of Where, Norse, If you have one piece of advice to them, uh, and that's really hard. That's a hard question. I always use it because it really makes people focus. If you have one piece of advice on how they improve their qualified lead generation, lead capture, lead nurturing, and sales, answer it however you want. But what, what are your nuggets? What would you tell them? What would your advice be to
1: them? Well, I think it's, it's gathering accurate data uh, in a nice way. Uh, would be where we would approach it from. Um, it's, it's, it's like they just walked in the door and, and, um, rather than i scan here and that's the end of it or have somebody who is not educated in your services and product, um, doing the lead, lead generation. You actually have to be, uh, have qualified people, um, collecting that data and they know what to do with it as well. Um, we've had, I went into our old safe, we well, got one of those old concrete safes here the other day, and I found some um, names and addresses on bits of paper from competitions through the years. And I I took pride in burning them because it's it's, it's privacy now, you know. Like we <laughs> 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 collected that for, for other reasons. Um, I could have used that data, and people do try and sell us lists. Well, less and less now. I tell them to go away. You have probably got a pretty good one of your own, yeah. Oh, we've got a huge one now, and and it's great, and and it's being nurtured. So, quality of data, I think. I think that's my gym. Um, yes. Yeah. And then, what are you going to do with it? And get some advice yeah. as well. If in doubt, study. You know, have have a look what others are doing. Yeah. Um, read. Um, contact contacts from professionals is a, is another good way. And. Yeah. Yeah even though I've got um, UK contractors. Now, that's the other thing too I did want to mention is that I think it's important that companies do have some outsource contracting uh, because employees, even though they're very loyal right there and then, they go and they take your IP with them. Yeah. And getting that back is probably impossible because if the relationship has ended for whatever reason, yeah. They walk, they walk away away
0: with that knowledge in their head down the left.
1: Yeah. It's, it's gone. Yeah. I don't you know, I feel a little bit um uncomfortable about offshore contractors, but these are the people that were put in front of me years ago and I've worked with them for
0: years. Ago, so Yeah. You
1: yeah. Know, um, yeah.
0: And I remember we, we had an email about it and, and you were very kind and again, as always feel very generous around how those guys, you know, uh you you affectionately and I respectfully infusion Infusionsoft, you know, it was a more confusing kind of platform, but only because you hadn't, you know, and now you have, and you've been able to get, and what you're really saying is just get some good outside help, some qualified help, um, and don't keep it with your staff because your staff go, but obviously it's in business interest for those providers to, to get your success because it's their success too. Now, I want to just pick up one thing, and I, I, I'm being really naughty because I, 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 we talked about it in email, and I know you'll be very diplomatic and you'll be, um, a politic, a political, a politician's answer. Now, I'm intrigued about field days. I'm pretty public on field days and I think, um, it's 50-50. It works for some and it works for others. Now, you obviously, you guys had a crack at field days and obviously, through no fault of their own, they had to go to an online platform. My question to you is, do you invest in their platform or should you or should you invest in your own? What's your answer?
1: Depending on the scale of your business, I I, I think that's the crucial part. It'd be a good way to start because they have um, lots of relationships and contacts and and, uh, some technology. I think we're actually probably ahead of their technology. They they were forced into the situation this year and and, uh, our growth is so much now that I'm humming and hawing whether we actually attend a physical event now with knowing what it takes. Um, you know, we how, were many years,
0: how many years have you attended the event, Phil? Um, All of them. All of them. But you're now questioning <laughs> it based on, based on the success you're getting online, right?
1: Correct. Um, you know, six weeks of work just to get it set up, uh, let alone the accommodation and the transport and the dollars to get you in stock. You know, you have to build your stock. And if you haven't got a or return situation uh, with your stock or a exchange, you're going to end up with a cash cash flow problem um, buying that stock after a huge event. I think there's some very hit, there's some very hidden costs. I mean, I see it work incredibly well for the big guys like
0: the firm companies and the retail merchants and the banks where you are going to get your coffee and your bun and your your pie because you, you you're a dividend and a shareholder. But literally, you're coming in at eleven, you're leaving at three. There's not really not too much left. And but I mean, I obviously know down the other end, and I know I'll get myself into hot water here. But down the other end, you know, it is packed. There's lots of traffic, but What's been beautiful about your model is you were clicking onto online way before COVID, you were ready, you'd already pressed the button and you're reaping the rewards, but I can imagine it's been very, very hard work.
1: Very hard work and, and many hours. Um, and, and, and going back to the field day saying, like we, will, we will attend, but I think we'll attend in a different way. We may become like that bank or that rural producer that's offering a coffee and a cake and, and maybe nurturing our customers and... and because people are expecting us to be there. Yes, we'll have a sales channel there, but whether it's all about making the sale. That's, mm. that's what we've been, you know, it's been a big market. For its take is it out. fear of missing
0: out, Phil? Is it fear of missing out? What's driving that? That physical yeah. attendance?
1: I feel, I, yeah, I'll be honest, I, I feel that it is. Um, and you're expected to be there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Um, it's, there's a few decisions to make and, and it's really about resources. For us, mm. you know, human resources specifically, because we, we now have um, other distractions like a dot-com site and and growing growing retail. Like we're, we're 200% up in these stores. Well, you can't just uh, expect to um, pop in a truck and head to field days with two or three people and, and do well and leave this behind. Because right, you've got too many, many place, juggling. Interestingly, what you're saying,
0: not what you're saying, but you sound like you're closer to having a field day every day. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Phil, um, thanks so much. There's a huge amount we covered here. We're going to put it into the show notes. Um, We're going to put some tips. Um, If people want to find out a bit more about you, where do they go in terms of getting those garments, those
1: beautiful, neutral-made natural fibre garments? So uh, our website is uh, nznaturalclothing.co.nz and uh, our Facebook is under that as well so you can find us pretty much everywhere or pick up the phone if you like. Brilliant. Happy, Brilliant
0: happy. Hey, uh, you've, been a gen- you've been a real generous fella as always. I've always enjoyed our chats and our emails and it's, it's really cool to connect and uh, we'll either have a beer in hand down in Norsewood um, one metre apart or, or maybe not once uh, <laughs> this, all, this all blows over. So thank you, Phil. Really appreciate your time.
1: Thanks, Ginger. Cheers, mate.
0: Okay, see you, mate. Nice to talk. Bye.